Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Did you ever watch the Twilight Zone? Remember the Twilight Zone with Burgess Meredith? Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was oh, down on yeah, basic glasses. What about the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went, come over here for a minute, and turned her into plastic. You, you want to see something really scary? Welcome, everybody, to Zoning Out. I'm Christopher Feinstein. John Sachs. Frank Bonacci. <clears throat> Sorry, gentlemen. Uh, I think me... Who's going to rape that doll? <laughs> we were in the dumpster at the Wendy's. <laughs> oh, really? We, I didn't know that. Ooh, excuse me. We are here today to discuss Season 1, Episode 25 of The Twilight Zone. People are alike all over. Fearing the worst, the lone survivor of a crash landing on Mars finds the native inhabitants, to his relief, very hospitable indeed. But there's a catch. What do we think of this one? I enjoyed this a lot more than last week's. Not perfect, but fun. I admittedly didn't finish this episode because my wife decided to meet a stranger from Facebook to buy an ottoman in our house. Oh, cool. Do do you know how it ends? I don't. Oh, do you want me to tell you? Yes. Okay. So let me just run through the episode. Run through. So two astronauts, Sam and Warren, are hanging out in front of the launch pad the night before they're going to go to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Now this is the plan. Get your ass to Mars. Peter Vincent was a... Peter Vincent. Yes, Roddy McDowell. My boy, Roddy McDowell. And they're talking about their apprehensions about going there. Oh, I am frightened. I'm frightened of what we'll find up there. Well, that's the one thing you shouldn't be frightened of. Well, the unknown, sure. The, the loneliness, the silence. That should scare anybody. But I've got a philosophy about people. I mean all people, Sam. They're the same all over. Well, I'm sure that when God made human beings, he developed them from a fixed formula. They'd be the same here on Earth as in the furthest reaches of space. People on Mars. Wherever they're able to exist, they'd be the same. Roddy McDowell's whole point of view is that people are trash, and if we do find any human-like people there... They're going to be shit. Warren, played by Paul Comey, is like, nah, people are nice. They're, people are alike all over. He says the thing. That argument about people is kind of left unresolved. Then the next day, they're flying to Mars. Uh, something Mars. happens to their ship, and they crash land. Marcus. Any landing you can walk away from, remember? What about the ship? Oh, well, the air pressure seems to be holding up. I got the lights running. I haven't had time to check anything else. Huh? You, you uh, rest for a while. Roddy McDowell's character is mostly unscathed from the crash, but Paul Comey is not doing too good. Uh, they start hearing a noise outside, and Paul Comey's just like, open the door. I Just because, you know, for, I sacrificed my life for this mission. I'd like to see what's outside. I'm busted up inside. I think I'm bleeding in there. Listen, Sam, I don't want to die in here. I want to see what I'm dying for. 
take me out, will you? Take me out. Mark, please, don't. Please. Don't be afraid, Sam. I get a strange hunch. If there's anybody out there, they'll help you. As long as they've got minds and hearts, that means they've got souls. That makes them people. And people are alike. They're bound to be alike. Ronnie McDowell doesn't want him to open the door. Again, he doesn't trust people or, or the Mars-like equivalent. Paul Comey dies, his character dies, and Ronnie McDowell eventually opens the door. And he's greeted by a bunch of people wearing tunics. Because in the, in the 60s, it showed that you were an enlightened person by wearing tunics. That's mm. how it always was in Star Wars. If you're an advanced race in a science fiction movie or show, you're always wearing a tunic. Which is weird. It's like, oh, you dress like people from 2,000 years ago, you know, because that's evolved. Don't be alarmed, Mr. Conrad. We don't intend to harm you either. We've been wondering when you plan to come out. We've been waiting for hours. How do you know my language? We don't, Mr. Conrad. As you'll no doubt soon realize, you are speaking our language. They're very friendly, especially one uh, one of the aliens in particular, played by Susan Oliver, whose name is Tina instead of Tina, because she's an alien. So it's like they add a Y sound. It's a little different. A human name. Tina. Oh, oh, just uh, sidebar. You know who that is, right? She's no. iconic. Is she? She now? is from, she plays Vina in a Star Trek episode, uh, the, I think the Cage of the Menagerie, where she is the iconic green girl that Captain ah, Kirk makes out with. Really? When Eddie Murphy did that bit. I like Captain Kirk and shit. Captain Kirk will fuck anybody. I seen him beam down on a planet. Ever see that episode he fucked this green bitch? You got to be a horny motherfucker to fuck a green bitch. I mean, I ain't no racist, but if the bitch is green, there's something wrong with the pussy. And she's very polite. They take him to, he's like, hey, we got a place for you. It's all set up. And it looks like a typical Earth-like house. He's very happy to be there. He's like, oh, this is great. These people are so generous. It's even got cigarettes. It's, it's, it's paradise. He opens the window and there's bars in front of the window, Chris. And there's just a bunch of tunic people just standing there staring at him. And he looks, there's a sign in front of his door and it says, Earth creature in its natural habitat. He's in a mm. space zoo. You know, I think I've seen this episode before. You have. I know this ending. This is the first one where I was like, oh, I've seen this. And when he's getting the tour, I was like, oh, wait, this this is the one where it ends. And I was like, yeah, right, the zoo. So Uh this is one I've actually seen before. I guess you all have the same reaction as me. You didn't realize it till the end that you've seen this one. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Like I had that reaction. It's just like I didn't recognize this episode at all until I got to that ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. And he says, Marcus, and you are right. You were right. People are alike. People are alike everywhere. Uh, Oh, there's a great uh, Serling wrap-up at the end. Species of animal brought back alive. Interesting similarity in physical characteristics to human beings. In head, trunk, arms, legs, hands, feet. Very tiny, undeveloped brain comes from primitive planet named Earth, calls himself Samuel Conrad. And he will remain here in his cage with the running water and the electricity and the central heat as long as he lives. Samuel Conrad has found the Twilight Zone. Uh, Fun. It's a fun little bit of B science fiction. Yeah, I mean, the ending, you know, that's classic, classic zone ending. I wish they had gotten there sooner. 
Yes. It took, you know, half the episode is just getting there. Not needed. Mm. I wish we had gotten there earlier. That was my yeah. thing with this one. It's another lopsided. I think that's a problem we see commonly with the show is that the structure feels a little lopsided, where the first half is just, it's this is too much stronger. Yeah. Like, I really yeah. think once they had that conversation out front, you could cut to the crash ship. They don't yes. get to the strong stuff until like, it's right, like the episode's over. That's when the episode came, became interesting, when he's interacting with these Martians. Yeah. And, and this is fun. This is like such old-fashioned science fiction where we thought that we would find people on Mars, where we're still like, there might be water on it. We still don't know. <laughs> We've said every fucking probe up there. There might be water or there might have been water at one point. We don't know. Right, now, now they send back pictures. It's like, hey, look at this rock. It looks like a face. This looks like, a, this looks like an Eskimo. Oh, that looks like a door. Look at that rock formation. It's a doorway. It's just like, and people like go, oh, is there doors on Mars? That means there's people. It's like, oh, shut up. There's no They're magic. They're under Mars. They're under Mars. There's <laughs> no magic. There's no magic in the universe. You're not going to find imbecile. anything that cool. Well, now it's I have seen the episode, so I know. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I got my Chinese food uh, Here slash we go. Uh, soda delivery. Yeah, this is where the show takes off. There we go. This Once is what we and caffeine hits. <laughs> that fucking brown the sauce makes it so crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It gets loopy after yeah. the sauce. Uh, uh, what I miss? That brown sauce hits uh, your tongue. You go a little crazy. <laughs> this is when Frank after dark shows up. Yeah, well, you went I, back I, fast. What? You just fucking hit the guy and take it? I just grabbed the, I, the guy. I just grabbed the bag in my underwear. <laughs> I don't wear pants. Fuck him. <laughs> that's your problem. Oh, that's so you can't funny. handle all this man. Well, R Roddy McDowell. That was fun. Yeah, yeah you know what? I didn't realize. Sorry, you didn't realize. I don't well. want to. I don't want to now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh, how many fucking voiceover like he did? How, how, what? What? What'd you say, Chris? Cloud Atkins. I absolutely love him. How many? How many <laughs> voiceover jobs he had? What did I just say? He he did a it's lot. Like of how many? Work. How many voiceover he did? <laughs> I got the gist of it. I had a little stroke. I got it. <laughs> he McDowell voiced things in cartoon. What, did, what cartoons did he do voices for? I didn't oh, know well, now he was the Mad Hatter in Batman the Animated Series. He was the Breadmaster oh, really? in the in the Tick. I do know that. I do. He know was he on was the Breadmaster. Pinky and the Brain, Camp Candy. Really? Wow. Yeah, a lot of fucking voiceover work. Gargoyles, Duckman. Is that right? Jumanji the cartoon, Superman the Animated Series, Bugs Life. Well, his big thing. Is that, I think the thing that he's most famous for is Cornelius and Caesar oh, and Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. Which is interesting, right? It's it's again, it's humans caged. Yeah. I think that, that can't be a coincidence, right? No. That has to be like and, an obvious casting choice. like And something. written by Rod Serling. Yeah. Oh. It's like, this time, you're going to be putting people in cages. Let Spock handle it. She, you know, it's funny. I was reading about Susan Oliver because I, I said I recognize her. I'm like, I know that face. And since I'm like a, a big old nerd, I'm like, oh, it's the green lady from Star Trek. I'm like, OK. But she had a good directing career, too. Like she wound up directing episodes of MASH and uh, really like the spinoff Trapper John. Yeah, that's uh, where she wound up. So that's kind of neat to know. What's uh, another great film that he was in, Roddy McDowell? Uh, Legend of Hell House. If you ever seen anybody seen Legend of Hell House here? I don't know. Oh, dude, it's fucking great. One of the best haunted house films ever. It's excellent. John Ho. Uh, John. Uh, no, not John Ho directed that. I think John Ho. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Who directed Legend of Hell House? I think it's John. Nobody cares about this but me. I think it took as well. He was in. <laughs> He was, in, he was in the original Fright Night, if you guys ever saw that. There. Satisfied? T 
totally. If he's not a vampire, have him touch this. Oh, Charlie. You've made a fool of yourself once. There's no reason to compound the error. Yes, Charlie. You've already caused your friends quite enough pain. With Chris Sarandon. Come on. We just said Peter yeah, Vincent. I said Peter Vincent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're big, oh, we're big help, uh, Fright Night fans here. You know what's amazing that I never realized till watching it recently? It's a remake, essentially, of Rear Window with vampires. Mm. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I didn't, then, I, you know what? I even liked the, the newer one, the remake. What, with uh, Colin Farrell? Farrell? Was Colin Farrell? Yeah, and uh, The Doctor. Anton Yelchin, yeah. I never no, saw, not Rear I, Window. I no, I'm talking about Fright Night. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, Anton Yelchin, the kid who played... Is he? Uh, the, yeah, oh, he played, yeah. Uh, McCa- he played uh, Chekhov in the Star Trek movies. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I've uh, never actually seen his, it. And what's his name's that? Doctor Who, Frank. Oh, Tennant. Tenet, David Tennant plays Tenet, Peter David Vincent. David Tennant, yeah. Peter Vincent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I remember this. Uh, it was written, even though I've never seen it. It's funny, I know this. It was written by Marty Noxon, who wrote a lot of uh, Buffy. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not like the original. It's a little different, but... And the original, that kid's the Herman's Head guy, isn't that that guy? William Ragsdale, yep. And Marcy Darcy. Mind him of his dad. (laughs) There's just one thing I want to know. Oh, sure, Marcy. The part with the cups go in front. (laughs) All right. Present company excluded, of course. Oh, sure. Mercy, oh, Mercy. yeah. I haven't Blue watched cast. the original in a long time. Oh, it's excellent. It's, it's so fun. Good. Oh, Legend of Hell, it was directed by John Ho. And, uh, and the reason I know that is because I met his son once. I don't have a good story attached to that. <laughs> yeah, but you know Legend- what the wardrobe in this, this one reminded me of uh, Defending Your Life wardrobe? Oh, my Similar God. styles. They took Chris, have you seen Defending Your Life? Oh, my God. It's been fucking forever. I love that movie, though. It's amazing. I lo- well, I, Albert Brooks and... One of my and, favorite uh, premises for a movie ever. Yeah. And uh, why, what's her name? Why the fuck can I remember her name? You know what drives me nuts about that movie? Meryl Streep. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. It's like most people would be like, oh, Meryl Streep, not Albert Brooks first. But. <laughs> There's one thing about the premise. It's Albert Brooks' character enrages me, and this is the fat boy in me, is that he keeps describing all the food as the best type of food. If it's the hamburger, it's the best hamburger. If it's, it's, yeah. it's chicken, it's the best chicken. And he's always just like taking a couple bites of it and then going, eh. and he and he doesn't want to uh. eat it, and she and she's great, Melship. She's like, oh, this is so good. He's like, oh, stop eating so much. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would have gotten feral if he said that to me. That's half the reason I I love that movie so much is the food. The yeah. Just anytime, anytime you see food, I'm just like, I want to go to there. Here we are. Oh, you're going to love this. Ooh. And you are going to love this. Oh, there's thirty shrimp in there, and there's thirty more where that came from. Wow. This looks delicious. Oh, you like broccoli? Yes. You like it with a lot of cheese? Yes. <laughs> That's my girl. What about you, eh? Um, maybe just a touch. You got it. I love that Rip Torn's food is like it's more evolved food and it just looks like a log of shit yeah. <laughs> that he's eating. He takes a bite and it's like the worst thing ever. It's like, yeah. And I just like that idea. It's like, yeah, as you evolve, so do your taste receptors so this tastes a lot different to you than it does to me i love that idea as a fantasy Mm. idea it is true right if you ever like go on a try to go on a strict diet and you 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 know your food taste will actually change oh so it makes sense like he what's he using like 60 percent of his brain torn in the in the movie something something like that right he's like yeah this tastes good to me that movie's amazing we gotta figure out an avenue for that 
some point. You know, I got to go through like the Albert Brooks Ovier because like I love like he's amazing. Albert Brooks. The Muse is a great movie, I think, too. Broadcast News. Broadcast News. Oh, my God. You know what I just watched? I watched the Simpsons episode where he plays Max Scorpio. Oh, oh that's it. That's one of the one. best fucking episodes yeah. ever. Like my it jacket? really is one of the best ones. <laughs> I am here to welcome you on behalf of the president of the Globex Corporation. Me! Try the papayas. They're juicy and full of papayin. Makes you strong like Popeye. Popeye, papayin, Popeye, papayin. See? Same thing. Same. Uh, forget it. How are you? I'm Hank Scorpio. You ever see anybody say goodbye to a shoe? He's like, yes, twice. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the, he slips out of the jacket, then he has it on backwards. <laughs> Oh. oh yes, the Hammock District. It's so good. If I feel wanna... so bad that Homer had to leave. It was such a such a great situation. Paradise. For Homer. He was in Paradise. Everyone was so miserable. You have sugar? <laughs> he has it in his pockets. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, it doesn't come in packets. <laughs> <laughs> if, you would, if you might kill somebody on the way out, that'd be great. <laughs> I love the whole idea of Max Scorpio. <laughs> Which I stole wow. one. I never, it's a sort of script I never like did anything with, but I love the idea of this Bond villain, of this world, like this guy who's bent on world domination, who's just this really sweet boss. The sweetest guy ever. He's the sweetest guy, but like he gets into this, like, hold on a second, Homer. This is Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good episode. That's what, like, what, fucking you hate, top what country do you hate more? Italian, Italy or France? Oh, France. <laughs> Nobody ever says Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's oh. really good. Yeah, that's such a great. Yeah, he's great at Albert Brooks. Uh, but, <laughs> Sorry, it's not in package. You want some cream? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. no. <laughs> if this hat signed by Tom Landry doesn't get you motivated, I don't know what will. <laughs> I, I've been drinking a glass of wine a day. I know doctors say you should drink a glass and a half, but I can't drink that much. My goodness, what an idea. Why didn't I think of that? Hammocks. And now a word from our sponsors. I swear, this city gets crazier and crazier every day. Hey, listen. Oh, jeez, we got a live one. Hey, buddy, the English nobleman in my teeth told me something. Hey, if you go to wnuf.bigcartel.com, you get the out there Halloween mega tape and other products. I bet you didn't know that. Did you know that the dust balls in my living room, they're there on purpose? Did you know that? Um, do you, do you want like a dollar or something? <laughs> you just throw a cat at me? <laughs> my God, are you okay? I saw everything. Yeah. I think so. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm not going to rest until I find out more about how to purchase the out there Halloween mega tape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. I can tell you that much. Yes, I too would like to learn more about how to purchase the out there Halloween mega tape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. today are pertinent to the case of Annie Marie Singleton. Seclusion. My name is Vince LaRusso. I'm a detective with the Grafton, Vermont Police Department. Seclusion. Betsy, would you introduce yourself for our records? My name is Elizabeth Stewart. Seclusion. Is there anything in your conversation to suggest that your sister was in trouble? No, she sounded. This is harder than I thought it would be. Seclusion. Seclusion. Nobody you can think of from your past who'd wanted to disrupt her life in some way. 
I don't know. The internet is crazy, so I Betsy. Seclusion, seclusion. Is there any? Seclusion, seclusion. Conceivable reason to believe. Seclusion, seclusion. That Annie committed those murders. Seclusion, 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 seclusion. Seclusion. What else about this episode? I don't know where they got the spaceship footage from. I don't know if oh, they so shot it's it. Oh, so it's Forbidden Planet. It is Forbidden it's Planet for again? Yep. Jesus Christ. It's all Forbidden Planet again. We should probably watch Forbidden Planet for this channel because it keeps coming up in Twilight Zone, and it certainly is Twilight Zone related. And I think you'd really enjoy it. Like, it's really fun. And you know what's Like every th three episodes, it comes up. Yeah. You know who the lead is? Leslie Nielsen in a serious role. And of course, Robbie the Robot, which shows up in Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante. So it all it all ties together. It ties in with Dante. It ties in with zoning, a Twilight Zone. So we should watch yeah. that at one point. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> what does Judy think, though? You need to see this again. I just, I gotta clear my head. I think this is good, but this motherfucker. You think that's, that's what I wanted? This salt another human being? <laughs> this is our time now. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, really, Judd? Uh, really? <laughs> wow. Get the hell out of town. Ambiguous? You stop it. When you go home tonight, there's going to be another story on your house, Judd. Wow. Uh, Cloud Atkins. No, it's Claude Atkins, Judd. Claude Atkins. Cloud Atkins. Cloud Atkins. You want me to jam you up? <laughs> oh, boy. That's so much fun. I, I don't think we need him back ever. I'm going <laughs> to. I think I got enough. I got enough of him. <laughs> uh, I got to watch Defending Your Life again. Trying to think, oh, I love the montage of like they show like they watch. We're just gonna go back and watch your life back again, just for enjoyment with Meryl Streep. <laughs> and just her, it's like her running into a burning house to like save a cat, and yeah. it's just like him. And then his montage is just him being a fucking poop in like every circumstance. Yeah, they're watching her save the cat, and everyone's crying. It's like this big emotional moment. I just love that place. It's like Delray Beach, Florida. That place, basically. But you can eat yeah. whatever you want, never gain any weight. It's just uh, so relaxing. I, that movie is so comforting. It's just so pleasant. I place. haven't seen that in years. I saw oh, it in the great. movies. It's been a very long time. Every now and again, I get an Albert Brooks kick. Because like that, what's the other movie with him and, is it Julie Haggerty? <laughs> oh, uh, Modern Problems? No. Modern, yeah, no, something, uh, yeah. Modern, modern Romance. Modern romance. He's like an original SNL guy too. Yeah. He he did videos. He was he was yeah. he like invented that concept. Yeah, he was the yeah, he was the guy who like did these little shorts and that's I don't know what season they started doing that with him. Is it the early. first season? Super early. early. It's early, early. Yeah. Yeah, season yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. It is yeah. season one he's doing that. Yeah. Oh wow. The first episode. When they had no idea what they were doing. Do you ever watch the first episode? Yeah, it's rough. That's weird. The Muppets it's, remember it's the Muppets bizarre. were part people don't remember that the Muppets were like a part of the show. They were yeah. a segment on the show. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, uh, getting back to Legend of Hell House, you know who wrote it? Richard Matheson. Ba-boom. <laughs> ba-boom. Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> that didn't deserve a ba-boom. You gotta hump your brains out. <laughs> I just watched that again, Johnny Dangerously. Ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> Sounds like Johnny's getting laid, which is one yeah. of the greatest things ever. There's he rumors about, about a spoof draft. Oh. I got someone who, who would have to be involved, though. So either I'd have to be swapped out or we have to go five deep. But I got a guy who's all about that. Do I that. know the guy? No. I don't know. Oh, no. interesting. No, you don't. You'll like him, though. I mean, you, we, he likes we, you could do five or six deep on a spoof draft. It's deep. It's deep. It's a lot. My top ever 
is uh, top secret is the greatest spoof movie. That's a ever. fight. That's a fight. That is a big fight. <laughs> There's a new book. Yeah, dude, you uh, surely fight. you can't be serious about the making of airplane. Oh. Uh. Yeah. I'd have to put in, it's one of the first, is Kentucky Fried Movie. Even though there's a lot of things that don't age well in that movie, there's so many things that kill me in that movie. Big Jim Slade. <laughs> I love that they're playing Hava Nagila as his theme. <laughs> Former linebacker for the Kansas City Chief, Big Jim has satisfied women around the world. Big Jim comes with various whips, chains, and a sexual appetite that'll knock your socks off, and the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> that is, so, I, I, I memorize that because it's one of my favorite things I've ever heard anybody say. And the greatest three-part joke is when then, this is why the Zucker Brothers were brilliant. The centerpiece of the movie is that spoof of, uh, fist, uh, no, uh, it's called Fistful of Yen, but it's a spoof on Enter the Dragon. But when they show the guards and they do like a spoof of a uh, dating game, and they're all, their names are all bad, like Chinese jokes, like our first contestant, Hung Well. Let us meet our gods. Guard number one is a senior on Clowns Mountain and aspires to be a research chemist. Welcome, please, Hung Well. <laughs> Guard number two is a real skating buff. A warm welcome for Long Wang. <laughs> Traveling comes naturally to guard number three as he's a licensed airplane pilot. Welcome, please, Enormous genitals. <laughs> it was one of the greatest fucking jokes I've ever heard, still to this now, day. Now, spoof movies. Yeah. Now that we're on the topic, spoof. fuck, you're right. Let's define spoof movies. Fuck Twilight Zone. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer? Yes. Spoof movie? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. We're all on the same page then. We're all on the same page then. No more questions. There's so and many. There's the I mean,. Uh, There's the I Freeberg mean, and Seltzer uh, output, the soup, the movie movies, the superhero movies, which are the worst things ever. Those are so bad. Like The Man with Two Brains. Spoof movie? I would say yes. I'm going to allow it. It's a, it is a spoof. <sighs> it's it's a spoof thing? I would say no. Really? really? I know it's weird Leaping to, to be strict. That one. Leaping Lizards. Yes, we got those too. <laughs> I love that movie. Just that joke alone. <laughs> right. Merv Griffin, you better turn yourself in. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of the best movies ever. You know, I might, I might put that above the jerk. I think I do too. It's tough, but yeah, it's too. Fucking, oh, I think so I would. Weird. It's so fucking weird. The suction cup hands, like the logic in that movie, is fucking insane. Get that cat out of here. Get that cat out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, sucker. That's another good spoof movie. That, yep. Pop star. Get that cat out of here. Pop star. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's, it's fucking a sin that that film bombed. Yeah, it really is. It's it's Andy Samberg can't catch a break when it comes to no. movies because like that and Hot Hot Rod, Hot, hot, hot rod. rod are so good. So and good. they just don't get the fucking play. And like Pop star, it's, it's a layup. First of all, it's, I don't understand. How, they must have been marketed badly. Because, oh, it was terrible. No, I no one knew it was all coming of, like, out. The music industry in it. And a big, a huge cast. And it just did not do business. Popstar, I want to I see, when was that released and what did it come out against? Popstar? Yeah. It bombed. It only made over $9 million, And it cost 20 to make. But when did it fucking get released? What was it against? What's his name? Eric Red or uh, something Red? Chris Red? Chris Red. What's his name? Yeah. Chris Red. 
He's oh, fucking brilliant in that movie. He's fucking sound. Hunter the Hunger. He's going to eat. He, he rhymes like something with Martha Plimpton, which blew my mind that somebody would fucking rhyme something with Martha Plimpton. It's like, why would you do that? Oh, pop stars on HBO Max. Sorry. I was just uh, looking up. Oh, you know what the fucking uh, went up against? Captain America Civil War. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, done. Why would you do it? Hot Shots. I fucking adore Hot Shots. I loved you in Wall Street. That scene was inc- uh, it was like mind-blowing the first time I saw that. Right, that was when their, their voiceovers overlap. <laughs> the whole bar brilliant. scene, Chris. Ramona! Oh! oh! And he <laughs> then oh! he like spins her around and she hits glasses. Like he smashes, uh, her purse smashes oh. a woman's glass and he goes, ah, my eyes. <laughs> She's amazing. Valeria Galino is so fucking She's funny She's so in that good. Movie. And by the way, I could go all night like all night Jack. Like Lumberjack. <laughs> uh, what do you do at an elephant with three balls? I was just going to do that. Right I was just going to do that joke. I tell that joke constantly. I, I was in love with her in that movie. I didn't like so much Hot Spots Part 2. Nah. I remember being very disappointed by it. No, nah, I mean, oh, but speaking of, actually not speaking of, because that has nothing to do with it, but it just sort of reminded me, I watched the new Top Gun movie. Woof. Oh, you never saw it? No, what a picture that was. I had a lot of fun with that fucking movie. It's a lot of fun. Dude, did you see the fucking stunt Tom Cruise is doing for the new movie, that video I posted on on, uh, Facebook? Oh, no, I didn't watch it. The Mission Impossible? Did he jump out of something? Did he fly out of of space without a parachute? It's crazy. No, it's crazy. He's he's on a bike, and he goes off a ramp. Oh, it's the last shot of a trailer, right? Yeah, he goes off a ramp into a gorge. And base jumps from there, like into the gorge. Like he like drives off the motorcycle and then throws the fucking shootout. Yeah, he's fucking nuts. It's crazy. The guy's sixty years old. His mind. It's and it, you know it's funny. That's why he makes himself producers on those movies. So because no producer would say you're letting your star do this insane, unprecedented, incredibly dangerous and precarious stunt. So he's yeah. producer. It's like well, nobody could tell me no. Like, how do you insure those movies? Like, what? I mean, the guy's fucking insane. It's like, I'm going to hang on the side of a plane. Okay. Why? And, t- and Top Gun, he's like, I want to fly these planes. What? <laughs> and, well, he's an experienced pilot for years, but Jesus Christ. The guy's a fucking, the guy's an animal. You could never say anything about his work ethic. It's probably crazier than a rat in a tin shit house, but I mean, the guy works like an animal. <laughs> Who cares? Just the yeah. movies. Give me the movies. And, yeah. And in t- on Top Gun, yeah. It's just like, look, is the story, the story is the the story from original Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. Right. Not, not the deepest movie on the planet, but it doesn't matter. It's all spectacle. And as far as spectacle goes, it's fucking fantastic. I liked it a lot. I had a good time with it. Do you ever see, uh, I forget the name of the movie. It's this weird indie film from the 90s. And it's the only thing notable about it is that Quentin Tarantino has uh, a cameo in it where he's at, he's a guest at a party and he starts talking about what top, how Top Gun Oh yeah, incredibly homoerotic. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. It's like a weird little indie film, and that's the yeah. only notable scene where. And I think it's just like it's Quentin Tarantino essentially improving, where he's yeah. just talking about like the the homoerotic subtext of Top Gun. Of Top Gun, yeah, I do remember that. Now that's like kind of like well worn worn joke territory, but I think that's yeah. the, that's the first time I ever heard it was him talking about it in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have to end this. I have to yeah, go get so. the bath. Well, what do you think, Joe? Do you think we have anything left to talk about? Yeah, this episode was good. Yeah, it's like a six, seven, I guess. Seven. It's a, it's a, I feel like we're doing, guys. We and now, Mr. Serling. This may look like some kind of kooky greenhouse. Actually, it happens to be a conveyance, a mode of travel, time travel. 
And next week, you'll see Albert Salmi take an extended journey from 1880 to 1960. I hope then next week you'll be able to take another walk with us into the Twilight Zone. Hey, where did everybody go?